Welcome back to the Word Encounter, episode 54. And we left off at 1 Samuel uh, 17 yesterday. We're going to pick up in chapter 18 today. Before we get into it, uh, tell in the 17th something interesting happened. After David had uh, killed Goliath, Saul asked Abner, his commander of the army, you know, who was that that, that, that killed Goliath? And Abner says, I don't know. He says, well, go bring him back to me. So they bring David back, and, and David has still has Saul's, uh, uh, still has Goliath's head in his hand. And then, you know, Saul, uh, Saul asked him, essentially, who are you? Whose son are you? Now, remember, David had played the liar for uh, for Saul when he was being tormented. And so he had been in, in, in Saul's presence, and Saul actually, you know, threw a spear at him, and, and David escaped. And so He's acting like he doesn't know, or maybe he doesn't. Maybe that gives us an indication of Saul's state of mind. Anyway, in chapter 18, we go on, and it says in verse 2, Saul kept David with him from that day on and did not let him return to his father's house. So after he defeated Goliath, he didn't let him go back. In verse 5, it says, David marched out with the army and was successful in everything Saul sent him to do. Saul put him in command of the fighting men, which pleased all the people and Saul's servants as well. So everybody loved David. David was a commander. He was valiant. He was a warrior. He was winning. He was defeating the Philistines. It was it was awesome. And so as he was returning from battle one time, though, um, and people were partying, they were, it was a parade, essentially, and they're celebrating. And verse 7, it says the women came out to dance. And as they danced, the women sang, Saul has killed his thousands, but David has killed tens of thousands. <laughs> so this gets Saul's attention. In verse 9 or verse 8, it says, Saul was furious and resented this song. They credited tens of thousands to David, he complained, but they only credited me with thousands. What more can he have but the kingdom? Verse 9, so Saul sw- watched David jealously from that day forward. And so Saul, remember the Lord had been tormenting Saul also with the evil spirit. And, and so this seems to be playing into that. In verse 10, it says, the next day an evil spirit was sent from God, uh, came powerfully on Saul. And he began to rave inside the palace. David, David was playing the liar as usual, but Saul was holding a spear and he threw it, thinking, I'll pin David to the wall. But David got away from him a second time. This is the second time David got away from him. In verse 12, Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with David, but he left Saul. Therefore, Saul sent David away from him and made him commander over thousands because Saul is thinking, look, I'm going to make this dude commander and and maybe he'll get killed in battles. You know, maybe the Philistines will do him in. And so in verse 17, it says, Saul told, told David, here's my oldest daughter. I'll give you to, I'll give you to her as, I'll give you, I'll give her to you as a wife if you will be a warrior for me and fight the Lord's battles. Again, he's thinking, okay, maybe the Philistines will kill him and I don't have to deal with him anymore. But when it came, uh, came time for Saul to give his daughter to David, you know, David was like, you know, who am I? You know, why should I, why should I, I'm I'm just a regular guy. Who am I to be the king's son-in-law? And so then Saul gives her to somebody else. And so we see that uh, Saul again has made a vow um, and, 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 and David did what he said, but Saul didn't follow through on it. And in verse 20, it says, now Saul's daughter, uh, Michal, loved David and when it, uh, and when it was reported to Saul, it pleased him. I'll give her to him, Saul thought. She'll be a trap for him and in the hands of the Philistines will be against him. So he's thinking, hey, I'll give my daughter. He'll be wrapped up in her. He won't be thinking about, you know, wars and battles, you know, and maybe they'll kill him. (laughs) 
So Saul said to David a second time, you can now be my son-in-law. And so in verse 22, Saul uh, then ordered his servants, speak to David in private and tell him, look, the king is pleased with you and all his servants love you. Therefore, you should be the king's son-in-law. Uh, Saul's serv Saul servants reported these words directly to David, but he replied, is it trivial in your sight to become the king's son-in-law? I am a commoner. And so David is saying, wait a minute, now, I'm just, a, I'm, I, you know, the kingship, that's royalty. I'm just a commoner. Also, you know, it was, it was commonplace in the day to pay tribute uh, to the bride's family, you know, and, 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 Saul did, and, and David didn't have any money. He said, I'm a commoner. So what am I going to do? You know, how am I going to pay for this? And so in verse 25, uh, well, in verse 24, the servants go back to Saul and tell him this was David's response. In verse 25, Saul replied, say this to David, the king desires no other bride price except a hundred Philistine foreskins to take revenge on his enemies. <laughs> so he says, don't worry about bringing me money. Just bring me a hundred Philistine foreskins and that'll be good enough. And so in verse 27, uh, David and his men went out and killed 200 Philistines. He brought back their foreskins and presented them as full payment to the king uh, to become his son-in-law. Son now, I wonder, how did he do this? I mean, were these in a sack? Did he have like 200 foreskins in a sack or on a, on a metal plate? How did, <laughs> how did this work? I don't, I don't know. And so, um, and so he brought that back. And then uh, Saul gave his uh, daughter Mahel uh, to David as his wife. In verse 28, Saul realized that the Lord was with David and that his daughter Mahel loved him, and he became even more afraid of David. As a result, Saul and David's enemy, Saul was David's enemy from then on. Okay, so let's drop down to uh, chapter 19. And it says, Saul ordered his son, Jonathan, and all his servants to kill David. And so... <clears throat> And Jonathan is like, wait a minute, Dad, what's, what's up with this? David has done nothing but everything that you've told him to, uh, to do, and he's been successful in doing it. Why? What's going on here? And it says in verse 6, Saul listened to Jonathan's advice and swore an oath. Here's Saul making another vow. Surely as the Lord lives, David will not be killed. So he's vowing. He, you know, <laughs> Saul proved to be prophetic because David was not killed, but but he was lying. He was saying, you know, surely as the Lord lives, essentially, I will not kill David, you know. And so, um, and so then, uh, you know, Jonathan tells David this, and it says, uh, um, excuse me, on, uh, in verse 9, now an evil spirit was sent from the Lord and came, and came on Saul as he was sitting in his palace holding a spear. David was playing the lyre, you know, so again, he was playing the harp, and, and, Evil spirit comes on Saul, and Saul tried to pin David to the wall with the spear. And so he threw it again, uh, but David eluded Saul. He ran away. He escaped. And then in verse 11, Saul sent agents to David's house to watch for him and kill him in the morning. And so Saul didn't kill him, but he sent his boys out to kill him in the morning. And so uh, Mihal, uh, David's wife, tells him, look, you got to get out of here because these guys are coming to get you. And so... Uh, in verse 12, so she lowered David from the window and he fled and escaped. Then Mihal uh, took the household idol and put it on the bed, placed some goat hair on it, and uh, covered it with a garment. In other words, she, she made a, 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 a bust of David and, and, and made it seem like he was in bed. Now, it's interesting that it says that they had a household idol because that doesn't fit with David's um, commitment to the Lord. We know how the Lord feels about idols. And so, 
you know, something that, that, that uh, his wife had it and he didn't know about it or whatever, but I just find that interesting. <clears throat> and so in verse 15, um, so Saul sends his agents to David's house and Mahel tells him that he's sick and, and whatnot, he's in bed. And so they take word back to Saul and Saul says, well, <laughs> we'll go get him anyway. And he says in verse 18, so David fled and escaped uh, and went to Samuel Ramon and told him, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. And so he's saying, well, go get him anyway. And I don't care. Bring his bed back with you so I can kill him, you know. And so um, but but that's not going to happen because uh, uh, David escapes and he goes to Ramah uh, to meet Samuel. And then he tells Samuel everything that had happened. <laughs> and so when when Saul finds out that David is in Ramah, he sends agents there uh, to kill David. They go to kill David, uh, but then they come across some prophets prophesying, and his assassins start prophesying. And when they start prophesying, they, they're taken over by the Lord. They can't do anything. And so they go back, report back to Saul. He sends more agents to do the same thing. They start prophesying and come back and tell him. So he sends another group, and the same thing happens. So then he goes himself, and he goes uh, in order to, to meet David. <clears throat> And essentially, the same thing happens to Saul. He gets in the presence of the prophets, and he starts prophesying. And so then it says, apparently, the, the, the Spirit of the Lord was so strong on him, he took all his clothes off and then fell face down before Samuel and stayed there all day and night. And so he could do nothing in the presence of the Lord. He could not execute his plan. So as we go on to chapter 20, it says, uh, David fled from Ramah, so he fled from that place. And he came to Jonathan and asked, what have I done? What did I do wrong? How have I sinned against your father so that he wants to take my life? And so David's asking a legit question. What, what's going on here? I haven't done anything. Why is he trying to kill me? And so Jonathan said, no, 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 he's not trying to kill you. He's not trying to kill you. And so then in verse 5, so David told him, look, uh, let, I, I'll prove to you essentially. Look, uh, tomorrow is a new moon festival. And I'm supposed to sit down and eat with the king. Instead, let me go and I'll hide in the countryside for the next two nights. And so this is what David is telling Jonathan. And so I'll go hide for the next two nights. And if your dad is cool with me being gone, then okay, he's not trying to kill me. But if he gets angry because I'm not there, then you, Jonathan, will know that he was trying to kill me. And so Jonathan said, okay, we'll do that. And so then they make a covenant. Jonathan knows that David is God's man. He says, look, Jonathan says, if something happens to me, you know, essentially promise me that, that you'll watch out for my family and so on and so forth. And so they make this covenant. And so in verse 24, it says, uh, David hid in the countryside. At the new moon um, uh, feast, the king sat down to eat the meal. In verse 25, uh, he sat at his usual place on the seat by the wall. Jonathan, Jonathan uh, sat facing him, and, and Abner took his place beside Saul, but David's place was empty. So the first night of the two-day festival, David wasn't there. He says, okay, cool. So then the next night, David wasn't there, and Saul says, why didn't Jesse's son come to the meal either yesterday or today? He says, where, essentially, where is David? And then in verse 30, uh, well, before verse 30, Jonathan uh, tells him that David had to go back to his family and take care of some business. And in verse 30, then Saul became angry with Jonathan, Jonathan and shouted, you son of a perverse and rebellious woman. <laughs> Don't I know that you are siding with Jesse's son uh, to your own shame and to the disgrace of your mother? Every day Jesse's son lives on earth, you and your kingship are not secure. Now send for him and bring him to me. He must die. 
So then Jonathan says in verse 32, why is he to be killed? What has he done? Verse 33, then Saul threw his spear at Jonathan to kill him. So now he's throwing his spear at his own son to kill him. Uh, so uh, Jonathan then knew that his father was determined to kill David. So now Jonathan can see what David was trying to tell him. He's trying to take me out. And so he goes back. He tells David, yes, you know, you're right. My dad is trying to kill you and whatnot. You got to get out of here. They recommit uh, their covenant and then they part ways. So we go to chapter 21, it says in verse 1, David went to the, pri to the priest Ahimelech. Ahimelech was afraid to meet David. Now, word must have gotten out that Saul was trying to get David. And so that's the only reason I can figure that Ahimelech was afraid to meet David. And so he asked him, why are you alone? Why is nobody with you? And David tells him, look, I'm on this secret mission for the king. <laughs> you know, My boys are hiding out in the city and I'm here on secret business, but we're hungry. We need something to eat. And in verse 4, uh, the priest told him, there's no ordinary bread on him. However, there is consecrated bread. And so now remember, uh, consecrated food uh, by the Levites was to stay with the Levites. They're the only ones that were supposed to eat it. But these are special circumstances. And so the Lord seems to allow for special circumstances. And so the priest, you know, gives him the consecrated uh, uh, bread, you know, as long as it, but there's a condition, you or your men cannot have been with women. You know, you must be consecrated in order to feed on this. And David assures him, yes, that is the case. And so in verse 7, it says, One of Saul's servants uh, detained before the Lord was there that day. His name was Doeg the Edomite, chief of Saul's shepherds. And so one of Saul's boys was there, and he witnessed all of this that was going on. We drop down to verse 10. It says, David fled that day from Saul's presence, um, and went to King Achish at Gath. And so David left where he was, and he went to the king uh, at Gath. Now, this was the enemy of Israel. Verse 11, but Achish, uh, or Achish servant said to him, isn't this David the king of the, the, king of the land? And then in verse 12, it says, David, uh, he was afraid of Gath, and so he took this to heart. And uh, verse 13, so he pretended to be insane in their presence. And so he was slobbering on himself, scribbling stuff on the wall and everything, acting crazy. And the king, uh, the king was like, wait, <laughs> don't I have enough crazy people in my kingdom? Why? Send this guy away from me. Get him out of here. And so David was doing that because he was afraid. And, and so he left the land and, um, and he, he continued on his journey, essentially hiding out from Saul. And so we will pick up in verse 22, excuse me, chapter 22 tomorrow. Bye-bye.